Hey everybody, it's uh, John Maroon, and thanks for downloading another episode of Spotlight, the Maroon PR podcast, all things public relations and marketing we're talking here. Uh, joining me is my colleague, Mitchell Schmally. Good morning, Mitchell. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Today, we're going to be speaking to a Baltimore legend, Jamie Costello. He really is a legendary figure here. This year marks 30 years that he is at WMAR Channel 2 here in Baltimore. We're going to talk to him about how the industry has evolved and changed, um, how local uh, television is still very important in all these communities, and uh, he's going to provide some great insights. So thanks again for tuning into Spotlight. We're going to kick it off now. Hey, joining us now is Jamie Costello. Jamie is a legendary figure here in Baltimore. He's celebrating 30 years at WMAR Channel 2. Um, and, and we just want to welcome Jamie to Spotlight. Thank him for being here. We're going to talk about some trends in TV uh, over the last three decades. Jamie, thanks so much for some time. Hey, it is great. Thank you for the invite. I'm honored. <laughs> thanks. Um, Jamie, talk a little bit. I mean, you've been at this station for 30 years, and there's the obvious way things have changed over the last three decades. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, how much has... Uh, over the last 10 years, social media played a role in news breaking and coverage and the way you report things. You know, when uh, when you called and said we're going to do this, I was thinking back and trying to give up, come up with, you know what, it, it's the silence of a newsroom now. When I first started, I mean, it was click, 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 people yelling and screaming <laughs> and yelling on the phone and phones are ringing and not, and now it's all quiet. Everything's got a quiet keyboard, and everybody's on their phone, and they're looking in the Twitter, and they're on Facebook, and yeah. then they're Facebook living, and and it's just gone from the loudness of yelling and screaming to a busy street corner to now all like a library. It's like a library. Wow! But the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and the Snapchat has really taken. A, nobody makes calls. It. My desk phone hasn't rung. It's like cobwebs. I don't even know. It's like a relic <laughs> on my. Desk. I don't even know when it's. I don't even know if it works anymore. Nobody uses a desk phone anymore. No. And and it's funny because Twitter and Facebook they're driving everything now. And it's uh, you know in the old days when you when you got on with breaking news you had to be on on TV. Now. TV's like the last thought. Nah, we'll just get on Twitter first. Yeah, get on Facebook. Well, talk a little let bit it, about that, it, Jamie. Let it right on there. Yeah, talk a little bit about that, Jamie, because. You know, some of the obviously in a lot of ways, social media has been an amazing uh, thing in our world and has, has, has led us to communicating at a different level and breaking news. Sure. But it also, I mean, isn't there a little bit of a danger in the media world? Because now oh. you're so worried about getting beat that you're going to, it's used to triple right. check sources and all that good right. stuff. And that's a little by the wayside, right? There's no time for that, John. We cannot check <laughs> sources anymore. Once it's on Twitter, you got to run with it. Yeah. That is the, that is the danger. And the danger is also hitting the retweet because then you've, uh oh, you've given, you've given that tweet some. Yeah, some you're confirming it, right? Yeah, you're confirming it. You're confirming it. it. Uh oh, some legitimate person just, and it's it's crazy. It's just, it, and but it, it works in a way where you get tips, but you gotta you gotta pick up the phone, you gotta call and find out if that is true. And that's the thing. A lot of once it's on Twitter, man, is it true? That's the first thing that's got to come to your mind, and that is a scary, scary thing because there's so much. And you know what it is? The first thing that somebody said, especially in a snowstorm, 
we're any station out there that'll say 17 inches coming on Saturday, that's what everybody remembers. Yep. And then when it's just a dusting, then they all, well, you said it was going to be 17 inches. Yep. So you just got to simmer down, get the facts right, and then put it out. You know, I had the privilege and pleasure of uh, working with Jamie, I guess, over 20 years ago now, the first 10 years of your 30 years. Um, I was a producer at Channel 2 with Jamie, and Jamie was the anchor on the morning show with me. It was a lot of fun. but um, That was a lot of fun. But, yeah, you know, you're talking about, like, your news cycle now. You know, back in the day, Jamie, when you and I walked out of the building after our show, we were kind of done till the next day, you know. Um, you know, yeah, we'd come back in and see true. what the yeah we'd come back in and see what the news of the next morning was, and we'd we'd be back on the news cycle for the next day. But now, you know, I follow you on Twitter. You're always sharing uh, news that your colleagues are breaking. You're breaking news. I mean, you talk about your news cycle now. How you were just talking about tracking stuff down. Like it doesn't end. Like you are you are kind it, of it always does. on. It doesn't end. You know, it was funny. Um, I I can't. I'll I'll be the first to admit I can't pick up a paper anymore and read an article. Yeah. If it's not a headline, I got to go on. I, I have ADHD. I, I just can't stay with it. I cannot read more than a paragraph. Isn't that we're 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 so headlineish now? Yeah. everything's a headline. Give it to me in four 140 characters, or I'm lost. And yeah. now, when when you used to leave the biz, you you go home and that was it. But now you, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're always looking and seeing what's the next thing, what's going on. What it, it's it's never ending. It's a twenty four seven cycle now, yeah. and you know that. And it's always churning and churning, looking for the next story, and it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it is. And Jamie, talk a little bit about um, how things have evolved at the at the local stations too. I mean, the resources that you guys used to have just aren't the same in terms of bodies right. and people. And right. and at Channel right. 2, you know, you guys have reinvented yourselves a few times with new sets, new shows, like in Focus. I mean, talk a little bit about how challenging that's been and how um, maybe in some ways is, has it been a benefit? Has it all been kind of just negative and hard? What's your perspective? Well, it's, it's both ways. Um, when I first started, I went out with a crew. Uh, a sound person holding a boom mic and somebody shooting the story. Mm-hmm. And then when I got back, there was an editor. And now it's one person. Right. I'll go out, I'll shoot my own story, I'll, I'll put a mic on a person, I'll do it myself, I'll come back and edit it myself. And that's what we've, we've come to. It's called the MMJ World, Multimedia Journalist. So instead of having three people, the corporations are paying for one person to do the three jobs. So that's what that's what we're coming down to now. So it's uh, if if uh, like I say when I talk to schools or whatever, if you've got a phone, you're a TV station now. You can do it. Right. I mean, we may we in the next ten years we may not even have television stations as we know. You know, like a a, a brick and mortar TV station. It'll be mobile. Everything's mobile. You got a phone, you got a TV station, you can report from anywhere. You you can edit in your phone now. Everything. And that's how far technology is down the road. Yeah, it's interesting, Jamie, like looking at that trend and, and I think Channel Two does this as well as anyone in town. Um you guys are really leading there, I think, in the digital space, like Again, you might have less resources than you did 30 years ago as far as, you know, um, reporters and cameramen and thing like, things like that. But on the, on the digital side, you guys do great stuff with Facebook live chats. We've seen you do it with our clients. Um, 
you're, you're really pushing a lot of great digital content so that, you know, you're, you're reaching viewers kind of around the clock as well. Um, it's not always just necessarily, you know, the five, the six and the 11 anymore, right? That's right. And it was hard for me. It's hard for old timers that are, that are, you know, television. That's, that's, that's our, that is where we're supposed to do the five or six, the 11. That's where you break the stories. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all. By the time five o'clock comes around now, everybody knows everything. Right. So how are you going to tell, you know, we've got the, you know, there are no secrets anymore. People who are, who love the news and, and watch the news already know what's going on by five. So now you got to tell a story differently. You've got to, you, you've got to advance it. They know all the headlines. They know that the big arrest has been made. They know that the fire has been put out and it's just, it, you can't fool the audience anymore. I remember some stations and we did it probably too. You'd stand in front, you know, breaking news. There's been, and the fire crew, they're rolling up the hose. Wait, wait, wait a minute. We, the breaking news was about eight hours ago. <laughs> you can't fool them anymore. They know what's going on. So it's you just have to tell stories in a different manner. But the stories still need to be told. You've got to put great words to great video. And that's how you get an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, let me ask you a question. I want to get your take on more of a national level and the political landscape. And, you know, with the advent of cable news and Mm -hmm. the recent political climate and all that stuff, media has kind of taken a bit of a hit, right? So it used to be that, you know, hey, tune in, I'm getting some facts and all that. Now, if you're on the right, you think that they hate the right. If you're on the left, you think that they hate the left. You got... MSNBC, which is a hard left news organization. You got it. Fox News, which is a hard right news organization. What has all of this, in your view, done to the credibility of the media? And I know it's more, it's not so much affecting you on the local level, but it is on the national level. What's your take on that? And how much is it just the division of the country feeding into this narrative versus the truth? Oh, I swear, I think everybody and his brother is going to be on television one time or another. I mean, there's so many talking heads now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every night, oh, here's a different one. And you think you've heard every opinion by now. Don't you think we're, <laughs> we've heard it all? Yes. No, there's still, there's still somebody else. But it's just, a, it, it's just, it's just crazy how, how this has been. Um, I'm saying, goodbye. I'm saying goodbye to my wife, who's working her last day at Channel 7 this morning. Wow. Goodbye. Goodbye, Cheryl. She's going to go on leave. She's about ready to deliver. Ah. See you later. All right, have a great day. Um, but, but as far as the national level, it has really... It, 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 media is under one umbrella now. Everybody. Yep. Everybody's lumped into it. And, uh, you know, it's just... You've got to make sure that people know that you're doing it a different way, that you're not falling into that trap, and uh, you've just got to be very careful. But the national, when 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 we were growing up, breaking news was a president was shot. Now breaking news is a toilet is backed up and done. <laughs> I mean, this this is this is how far we've come, and uh, the, the national level. Yeah, the, the, you've gone to pockets. You know, if you believe this way, you're watching this station. If you believe that way, you're watching this station. But we've got to all look at all. You've got to, just like when you used to pick up the paper in the morning, you've got to read a number of papers in order to get the right view that you think. Right. So, again, it could it could work. People know where they want to go for their news. 
they go and they get that opinion, but they've got to watch other stations to make sure that they're not missing anything. Well, to your point, point of view, yeah, to your point, this 24 hour news cycle now, there's so much time to fill and there's so much people talking. I got to fill the show. I got a four hour show that you almost kind of got to go off the rails a little bit just to fill the void. That's right. And you know what? And everybody wants to go viral. So they want to say something. And when they say something off the rail and it goes viral, hey, this this is great. We're getting more eyeballs. We're getting more ears. This is great. But does it really work in the long end? Yeah. I mean, you've got to tell the facts, and the facts still rule, and that's where we have to draw the line. You've got to tell the facts. Yep. Yeah, the facts, that's that's a great point, Jamie. And to John's point earlier, talking about that national perspective where the lines have blurred a little bit between, you know, columnists and opinion and news, that's why where you're, where you're talking about the facts still rule, I mean, on the local level, that's why it's still so important for local news, right, Jamie? Like, People locally here in Maryland need to have a place like Channel 2, where you've been there for 30 years now, where they can tune in, they can log on, whatever it is, and really get the facts locally so they can make decisions and know what's going on in their local communities, right? Absolutely. As you always say, politics is local, and you gotta, you got to look at the local level, and you've got to just get involved locally and find out what's going on in your community. You've got to find out if you're going to be safe. People want to know. The way they get up, did the world blow up overnight? Okay, check. It did not. Okay, now, am I going to be, uh, my job, is the job going to be there by the time I leave at 5 o'clock? Check. Okay, we're safe there. Are my kids going to be safe in school? Are my kid is is my spouse going to be safe at her work or his work? Okay, the check. These are the things that we have to, and you have to start locally, and that's what we have to make sure we're safe, we've got a job, we're making money, we're supporting and uh, giving back to the community, that's that's a number one thing for me, is just giving back to the community and making sure we're all going to make it the next day and the next day after that. Well, that's a, that's a great point you mentioned, Jamie. I mean, locally, you're such a fixture, and people have come to love you and, and tune in and, and see you. And, and a lot of that's because... It doesn't end at the station, right? You're always out there. I see you. I ask you to do things. I always see you out there um, helping different local charities, local organizations. It means something to you. And as a result, you're really ingrained in this community. I mean, how vital is that to the long-term success of our local news stations? Well, to me, the thing about it is is when um, when, when, – I've benefited because I grew up in Baltimore, so I know where all the bones are buried. So it's beneficial for me, and I know the, the, the people, and I know who's important and, and what's important. So you, you have to make sure that you... I wear Baltimore in my sleeve. I was... I, 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 when Mackenzie Elliott, the three-year-old, was killed and mm-hmm. murdered three years ago, and we couldn't find who murdered and then Rod Rosenstein. In his final act as attorney here in Baltimore, he finds the gang responsible and the person responsible accused of murdering her. His final act, 12 years. We've never had a U.S. attorney serving in Baltimore for this long, and his final act before moving to D.C. was finding out who who killed Mackenzie Elliott. Mm. And I never forgot that little girl, and we will never forget that little girl because that broke our hearts and it broke the spirit of Baltimore. And we have to remember people like that, Mackenzie Elliott, and we have to remember how the church got involved. You know, Father Joe Muth, who's an incredible fixture in Baltimore, 
and how he brought a community together. And it's beyond race. It's beyond religion. It's all one, one community. And when I first got here, I vowed, even before getting to the anchor desk, is to get out, know the difference between West Baltimore and North Baltimore, know the difference between what East Baltimore is and where the Eastern Shore and Southern Maryland and Western Maryland. Know, know your audience because they, they, they all have something new to offer and they all have different problems to, to tell you about. And that's what, that's what the key is, to know the town that you're working in and to know what the people are saying. And you know what? They're saying the same damn thing over and over again. Just don't forget us, remember us, and keep us in your thoughts. That's it. It's simple, simple. Well, listen, nobody knows this town like you, and now nah, it's true. And congratulations again. 30 years, that is quite an achievement. Um, you well, know, and you've, you've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to play – my dream was to play shortstop for the Orioles for 20 years. Some <laughs> some guy beat me out. So <laughs> I, I don't but you know what? Here's, here's one thing, John, and I always remember, Mitch, I always remember – is when Cal's last game, mm-hmm. Cal Ripken's last game, Camden Yards, and I remember I was in the stadium, and it was you, John, and Cal, and you were both sitting down at the backstop. Cal had his hand propped up in his back, and he was just looking out at the field. And I thought, man, all those years, and he's just looking out the field, taking it all in. And then what's he do? He gets up, and he starts hitting off a tee. There's nobody. This is his last game. His last game, <laughs> and he's remember. hitting off a tee. Yeah. And, he, and I and I that thing, and I tell kids in school, I say, here he was. The last, he didn't have to. He could just nail it in. He could just come in, tip his cap, and say goodbye. I'll see you later. But no, he was still practicing to yeah. be better, to to be better, to carry it out all the way through. And I thought that that thing will never never leave me the way he went out I remember that really well you just gave me chills I hadn't thought about that last game and that post game sort of ritual um, until just now but uh, yeah thanks for reminding me of that that was an amazing night for sure yeah that was something else Jamie, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time on Spotlight. We're grateful. You're a good friend and a great broadcaster and reporter so thank you. You guys are great Mitch Nice talking to you, bud. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. I'm going to quiet. I'm going to call you on your news desk phone just so it rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, fellas, always the best. Keep it up, will you? Thanks, pal. Take care. I'll see you. That was Jamie Costello, 30-year veteran at WMAR Television here in Baltimore, um, a good friend, a terrific uh, journalist and reporter, and uh, we congratulate him on that. Thanks again for listening to Spotlight. We'll talk to you again soon.